0: All right, my friends, it's a rare occasion. I am solo. That is right, your host, Addie Nett. You are either watching or listening to M-L-O, and that doesn't have the same ring on my own, does it? But this is gonna be a shorter episode. I've promised that in the past, and they've been extended, but we're gonna jam home a little quick takeaway. So this is a question that gets brought to my attention quite often, and it's rarely ever explained. It is called locking your rate. So we're gonna cover the difference between locking your rate and is your rate floating? So first and foremost, in many occasions, you're going to reach out to a mortgage advisor like myself or someone at a bank and get pre-approved. Often it is disclosed what your interest rate is going to be. Now, if you've listened to any of our episodes in the past, you're gonna know that not all interest rates are created equally in terms of fees associated with that interest rate. But most people walk away thinking that the rate that they got disclosed when they originally applied is what they're gonna get when they actually get an accepted offer and go through the process of buying a home. And for some places, some people, depending on the market, that might take one, two, three, six months, even a year. Some some of my clients take two years to find the right home and get an accepted offer. What's important to know is generally speaking, your rate is floating until you have an accepted offer because that is when you are eligible to lock in the terms of your loan. So you are actually susceptible to market conditions, which could be a pro or a con depending if interest rates go up or if they go down. So might seem super elementary, but you'd be very surprised how many people assume when they go through the pre-approval process that the interest rate that they were verbally told or told through uh, initial loan disclosures that that's what they're going to get when they get an accepted offer it's not true at all another thing to know in the past many years before when the market was a little more flatlined, meaning not moving as much less volatile uh, uh, some companies out there were offering uh, a float down meaning that they would guarantee the rate disclosed to them during the application process and if for any reason the rate improved or got lower they would then adjust it even lower down to the new market interest rates. Now, since the pandemic, this interest rate market has been quite volatile. We've seen lots of ups and downs, lots of changing, and that has pretty much become extinct. If you do hear it out there, really they're gonna throw in an extra early rate lock charge, which often, people can't afford, or it's really not worth the break. There's no break even on that investment for increased fees. So I'm trying to argue both sides of the fence, but 99% of the time when you're disclosed an estimated rate lock on your initial application, it is floating and it cannot be locked until you have an accepted offer. So just note that particularly for people out looking to buy a home, refinances are a little bit different. Um, Typically you are going to have a locked loan the minute you start the process. Now what you want to look for is when you get those initial disclosures on a refinance, look for a page that usually lands between pages 12 and 16 in your disclosures package. And you're looking at this online, look for that rate lock agreement. It's going to be a one pager and it'll say, is this rate locked or not? And if it does say locked, look for how much you are paying for that rate it will be a little amount charged to you and it'll tell you a flat dollar amount look out for that if it's exceeding say $1,500 and no one's communicated with you why um, you might want to bring that up with your mortgage advisor so a couple tips a couple takeaways there Um, the next thing you're really gonna want to know is there are actually different timelines for how long your rate is locked for. And depending on who you're working with, there might be some penalties to you if you close late and your lock timeline expires. So in the mortgage world, a typical closing timeline on a purchase transaction, this is a purchase, is 30 days. So most loans are gonna be locked for 30 days. And when you're referencing your disclosures, um, that one sheeter I was telling you about, it'll say how many days it's locked for. So as long as you close prior to the lock expiring, you're going to have no issues. But say you have to extend, there's delays on your your tax returns or there's repairs that need to be uh, satisfied prior to closing. This could extend a closing date, which means your lock could be in jeopardy of expiring prior to closing on the transaction. Now, our company never assesses actual extension fees to our clients unless the clients are choosing to extend and they don't want to close for some particular reason if it wasn't their fault most lenders aren't going to charge you anything for it they're typically going to digest what's called a rate lock extension from a corporate standpoint so you're most likely not going to feel that However, say you decide to go on vacation and just not be responsive to anyone, most likely corporate companies are gonna assess that fee to you, which is gonna round out to be anywhere from 50 to about $150 per day to extend the rate lock. And what that means is you're getting that lock, um, the same interest rate that you locked in, you're still guaranteeing that for more and more days. So there could be some consequence there, but in most cases, if it it, is, excuse me, in most cases, if it's an unforeseen extension period, meaning not your fault, most companies are going to do the right thing and digest the extension of the lock. That really is the breakdown to, to kind of summarize it. You are typically floating until you have an accepted offer. Don't be fooled by that. Um, and also don't be fooled if you're going around to different companies and comparing rates and fees from, from one lender to another, because rates do change every day. One quick example, say you talk to somebody on Monday and they're telling you, oh yeah, hey Addy, I'm gonna get you 3.25 for example then the next day you go to another lender and they ask you hey what did the other company say and you say well three two five and they'll instantly most likely be like oh we can beat that we can go lower or whatever because the mortgage advisor knows he can he or she can structure the loan accordingly with either added fees or um, creative structuring of the financing for you to have a lower rate than the person that you talked to the other day. But you gotta look at the fine print, look at what you're paying for discount points, what you're paying to actually get that rate that's being disclosed to you. And then note that rates can change every single day. So maybe rates got better from the 24 hours you talked to someone else and they really didn't have a better deal. The first person that invested a lot of time into you might've just had a, a bad day on the market. So it's in your best interest really to not be fooled by the old car salesman approach of what do you want your payment to be? Don't don't fall for that. Because if you've ever bought a used car, that's how they go. What do you want your payment to be? No, well, you know, $400 a month. They never talk to you about the hard costs. They just wanna satisfy the easiest topic of conversation, which is monthly payment or interest rate in the mortgage world. And just to kind of round it out too, it's good to invest in the people of which are investing in you. So if you talk to one person and you, and they've been working with you for days, weeks, months, stick with that person. They're investing a lot of time with you. And if you do feel like maybe they're out of market from a national average, have that conversation, be transparent. And often, lenders like myself can do what um, is called a corporate analyzation of market rates and sometimes they can match what is out there if it's within reason. Um, but the value and the assist from a local lender, someone that's investing time with you is going to pay dividends rather than lowering your payment by $14 a month. Work with the people that are going to invest with you and often it all cosmically works out better for you in the end in the long run. So that's my little tidbit on locking rates. Just know you're floating until you have an accepted offer and don't be fooled by the old car salesman tricks. So hopefully on this episode, guys, of MLO Short, this was a nice quick takeaway. I do wanna remind you, if you are a watcher or a listener, please follow us, please leave us a review. That does so much for our rankings. We do all of this nonprofit just to pull back the curtain on the mortgage and real estate industry and give you a safe, transparent environment to learn and educate yourself. So you are in a position to win in the real estate game lastly we have the vip number do not hesitate to reach out to us 503 847-9038 we are available through text call anytime so until the next episode thanks so much for either watching or listening to mlo and i will catch you later